Mark V. Smith, author of The Process. Thank you for joining me today for a new message in my series, The Process. If you've missed any of the acronyms or messages in this or the prior series, which were The Foundation, The Perfect Storm, Where Do We Go From Here, Why Not Me, Procrastination and Thief of Time, and If I Only Knew Then What I Know Now, they all can be heard on several streaming outlets such as Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, and others. When you go there, please search for Mark Smith, The Process to Revisit and or to listen to those messages. If you've listened to any of my messages in the past, you know I'm passionate about the application of information that is shared. What do I mean? Every day, I believe that information is shared with us in one way or another. But the real question is how much of this information do we even apply? Before I dig into this in more detail, let me give you a reminder or introduce you to my global mission statement for this series. Season 7. Here we go. Time is free, but it's priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. But once you lost, you'll never get the 86,400 seconds back. Let's revisit some key points in my prior messages in this series. One of the most inconsistent things in the evolution of everyone is the usage of time every day. I'm not saying there's a diagram of how we are to use it, but we all will agree that we are free to make the decision or decisions and eventually we'll have to own up for those decisions we make. Since I've been transparent in each message regarding my past, there were many decisions, choices, and actions that were sadly inconsistent of who I really was. Living a life of denial, it was common for me to view the value of time as irrelevant, and it sincerely would have ended tragically should I remain inconsistent. I used to say to myself, I will do it later. As in my mind, there would always be time later to get get it done, whatever it was. I remember saying that one time after my father, who quickly expressed if I was to keep thinking that way, I would spend years of regretting my decisions. Wow. For additional details on the acronyms that I listed above, again, please revisit those on the outlets that I mentioned earlier. Just a few days ago, uh, I found a letter from a good friend, Ronnie, that passed away about 15 years ago. On the subject line, he wrote, I need you to always remember the things we did and the lessons we learned growing up. Ronnie wrote this letter um, his freshman year in college while we were attending uh, a school. He was attending a school in California on a football scholarship. To, to say finding and reading this letter again sent a shockwave through my body would be an understatement as it brought me to tears while reading it again. He and I met and became friends around age 13, and instantly we became inseparable. Although Ronnie and I attended different junior high schools, oh yeah, there was junior high school back in those days, we talked every day about the silliest things, you know, girls, teachers, TV shows, music, just for an example. Every Saturday night, you will find us at the skating rink like many other teenagers our age. As we transitioned into high school, the bond and friendship intensified. 
We were both named team captain of our football team our senior year and both became highly sought after players from a wide variety of colleges. My decision to stay local and his decision to leave the state didn't change our friendship, even though we both began to get involved with a new circle and new cage of individuals. So, when I read this letter that I had not read in over 10 years, it brought back many memories along with the real meaning of friendship. I often tell my wife how blessed she is to have a, the best friend that she has. And Lord knows they have been through through it all together. And I would give anything to have Ronnie back in my life. But each of you listening knows quite well that in most friendships, there come segments of trials and tribulations along the way. Disagreements that later become trivial, but should serve as learning tools for the future. There was one incident that occurred when we were both about 22 years old that sticks out and tested our friendship. But let me be transparent. It drove a five-year wedge between me and my best friend. It had gotten so bad, his parents and others we knew tried to get us to just to sit down and talk. However, with the transactional mentality that I had at that time, if you cross me, it was not going to be a good situation no matter who you were, and that included Ronnie. Therefore, I had no desire to have his parents, our mutual acquaintances, excuse me, or anyone broker a reconciliation of our friendship. As I mentioned at the beginning of this message, the application of key things that we that we are presenting to us often goes unrealized, not accepted, and again, not applied. For me and my friend, it took a severe wake-up call and the realization that we both were in a stage of being lost internally more than we can imagine lost let uh, let obstacles start your transformation that's going to be my message for today that's lost i hope you have a few tissues today so here we go let's start with the first letter of of lost which is the l which i said was let in the opening sentence um that um, my, the, the letter that my friend wrote he reminded us both of how no matter or how many twists and turns life throws at us we will never let anything stop us from being friends I remember us laughing one time on the bus en route to our football game when I leaned over and talked about our friendship I told him that when I signed my NFL contract <laughs> I might let, let him drive my limo we used to laugh and joke about how we both were going to make it big, have multiple homes, and look out for each other no matter what. As we drifted um, off in college, our lives began to turn in opposite directions. We started um, off talking on the phone once a week, but after about a year, it dwindled to about once a month. The first couple years when he would come back home for the summer, we would hang out just like we did growing up and in high school. The second sentence of the letter that I was reading was a reminder to always recall our personal creed when things get tough. Do your best and let the rest go. You can't be perfect no matter how hard you try. So give yourself credit for trying and try to stop stressing about the outcome. 
There were many days that we had said that simultaneously, especially as the vigorous days of college life tested out our intestinal fortitude. As the intensity rose with the expectations and demands in college, I saw our friendship begin to erode, which sometimes, <clears throat> excuse me, is a norm as people mature and grow. However, we still agreed that no matter how both of our worlds were going to change, it was important to never let our egos get in the way of our history as friends. Let's move to the next letter, which is the O, and I said, and lost, which is obstacles. In one of my prior messages in the process, I mentioned how after a few years, it was determined that college just wasn't going to be for me at that time. This is not uncommon for many, as a vast majority of individuals either put pursuing their education on pause or make the decision to call it quits for good. Now, Ronnie was always about his business from the time that we were in junior high until a few months before he was scheduled to graduate from college. I remember on one of those rare occasions, he called, called me out of frustration due to those obstacles in his life. He told me that he wasn't doing well in school and was on the verge of being declared ineligible for a season. It was my duty as a friend to remind him that when obstacles arise, you change your direction to reach your goals. You don't change your decision to get there. But still at this point where he was, was in his life, those types of reassurances weren't just enough. In my spirit, there was still something wrong with my good friend. And since I had some free time on my hands, I thought it would be a good idea for me to fly to California to see for myself what was transpiring in his life. If there was one thing that life had taught me at this point, it was that obstacles are those frightful things you see when you take your eyes off your goals. Since I was working <laughs> and not in school and had no real responsibilities at that time, I booked a flight. What turned out to be the meeting that divided our friendship. As I reviewed over time my decision to visit Ronnie in California, another thing circled in my mind um, that we should have talked. I told him that I, that I was coming. I know that things happen in life in accordance with the way they should happen, meaning nothing is by chance or ordained. So once I arrived at LAX, I picked up a rental car and headed to his apartment knowing he would be surprised that I was there. Martin Luther King once said, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in the moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at the times of challenge and controversy. As I arrived at his doorstep <laughs> with a big bottle of Hennessy, it appeared that his front door had been kicked in and the apartment vacant with the tag on the window that read, property of the Los Angeles County Police Department. After this visual, the first thing I did was to call him to find out what the hell was going on. As I picked up my phone to dial his number, my phone rang and it was him on the line. I told him I was in town and at his apartment and what was going on. I could hear a shakiness in his voice and he told me that he was at my apartment in Ohio. Simply, he knew where I had my, kept my spare key. But he said as he had needed to flee for reasons, he would tell me once I returned home. So let me ask you, the listener, what would be going through your mind right now? I'll tell you what I was thinking. My friend was in trouble and running from either something 
or someone or even both. Well, since I had no intention of heading back to the airport the same day and I had a car, I did what most single single uh, men in the mid-20s would do, head to the beach. What stayed on my mind the entire drive to Santa Monica Beach was a dilemma or dilemmas that Ronnie had gotten himself caught up with. See, I must admit, I was loving the California sunshine. But about the time I found a relaxing location on the beach, I got an anonymous call. The caller identified himself as Detective Juan Garcia from the Narcotics Division of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. (laughs) Okay. Now I was really confused on why he was calling me, but more importantly, how did he get my number? After a brief conversation, Detective uh, Garcia asked me to come to the station to answer some questions dealing with Ronald James Holloway and his whereabouts. The first thing that came out of my mind and my mouth was how, again, did he know who I was? And how did he know I was even in California? See, sometimes our very own obstacles can be the results of, of the choices we make. Once I walked into the police station, I was greeted by Detective Garcia, who had a very distasteful attitude initially, but then turned quite pleasant after a period of time. It seemed Ronnie was wanted for a variety of charges that included theft, assault, drug trafficking, and even attempted murder. After about an hour of this fact-finding mission, I left the police station not wanting to believe that my best friend was wanted for all those things. But so many things he had done recently just didn't add up. Honestly, I was very hurt and tried to call him to have a conversation about this new information that was shared with me. The first few times I called, there was no answer. The calls went to voicemail. But later in the evening, the phone stated the number had been disconnected. Let me move to the, the last two letters, which I said was the S and the T, or as you recall and lost, start your transformation. Although I came here on a mission, my attention had turned into uh, a couple of things. First, was my friend all right? And secondly, how can I help put him, put these awful things behind him and get, get him back to the man that I grew up with? As you can imagine, worried and concerned, I called a neighbor who knew Ronnie and asked her to go to my apartment to see if everything was all right. Shortly after I hung up, I got a text message from a number I didn't recognize that read, Sorry about this. Signed, R. Suspecting indeed it was Ronnie, I tried to call that number back, but it went straight to voicemail. With the feeling it was him, I sent a text back that said, If this is all true, It's time to start your transformation. It was then my phone rang and it was my neighbor and she had disturbing news. She told me that my apartment was bare and everything was gone. Thinking she was just kidding, I asked her to take a picture and send it to me. And coincidentally, she was not lying. It was indeed bare, including the safe where I kept my emergency savings. Being a family friend, I convinced her to stay there for for a short amount of time and I called the Columbus police to report a burglary and or robbery. I could not fathom this was happening and how this was pointing directly to my childhood friend as a culprit. 
After flying back to Columbus, um, after a couple day, a couple days later, I was on, uh, back on a mission, the mission to find the whereabouts of Ronnie, and the whereabouts of my belongings. Days, weeks, and months, even years passed with no contact from him. As the time passed on, internally, I got angrier by the moments of the time that had lapsed. I recall having a conversation with someone who reminded me that many of us often live transactional before we start the transformation. I think about that statement today when I speak on this valuable lesson that it should, it should be shared. On many occasions, I remind people everyone that you meet in life is a gift. They're a blessing or they're a lesson. And each will unveil themselves eventually. Hmm. Twelve years, twelve years from the date of that terrible incident. I was at my son's football practice doing what I love. Helping kids to understand the value of teamwork. Just like what was given to me many years ago. As they finished their last set of wind sprints. We gave the team cheer and everyone started toward their cars and my phone rang with a 213 area code. I knew whomever it could be was calling from California as I recall Ronnie's number starting with 213. When I answered the phone, the caller said, Smitty, transformation means to me reassessing and then taking action on redefining and molding me to the best of my ability. That is how I began the start of transformation, and I'm truly sorry. Of course, I knew the voice. It was Ronnie, and I was silent for about five minutes. <laughs> Both of us were. Finally, I said, <laughs> what do you want? Well, I didn't quite say it like that. There were a few explicitives that came in, but his reply was to make, he said he wanted to make things right with his best friend understand at that point in my life I had not begun my quest or the start of my own transformation therefore I really didn't care to have a conversation with him again listener would you after what had been done he continued to try to call me the entire evening and I refused to answer the phone finally he must have given up for the night but when I woke the next day there was a letter in my door along with the check. As I retrieved the letter and the check, I noticed a figure coming around the corner. It was Ronnie. <laughs> After a few more explicitives from me, I agreed to have a conversation outside as he was not coming in my house, at least for now. He talked about everything that had transpired and his acceptance of the hurt he had caused. It took over a year to repair our friendship. Even though I missed my best friend, I couldn't let him know that. It took really two years for us to truly repair a damaged friendship that put many things into question. However, it was well worth it to have my best friend back eventually in my life. Sadly, two years from the day that he showed up at my house with that letter and that check, Ronnie James Holloway passed away from cancer. One of the lessons that he taught me before he passed and after we revived our friendship was that everyone will reach a point when it becomes imperative to start 
your transformation. Somebody that's lost. Normally I close each message with the story, but I want to close with the letter that he hung on my door that I mentioned at the very beginning of this message that brought me to tears. It read, this is for you, my best friend. The one I can tell my soul to, who can relate to me like no other, who I can laugh with to the extent, who I can cry to cry to when times are tough, who can help me with problems in my life. Never have you turned your back on me or told me I wasn't good enough or let me down. I don't think you know what that means to me. You've gone through so much pain and still have time for me. I love you for listening even when you are dying with anger I look up to you because you are caring strong and a wonderful brother to me even sometimes even though you don't think you are sometimes you are my savior when I need it most there are two things that I promise my best friend first try to be at least half the friend you are to me God never makes mistakes when he places people in your life secondly I make the promise that in the state of feeling lost, life is never lost as long as we remind each other to let obstacles start your transformation. I hope you know I would, I would not be the person I am today without you. My best friend, EMJP for life. In case you forgot, let me give you a reminder of my personal global mission statement for this series time is free but it's priceless you can't own it but you can use it you can't keep it but you can spend it once it's lost you will never get the 86,400 seconds back part of the maximization of our time is to do our part in the evolution of growth if we all agree that we are living in a moment and have made the commitment, <laughs> there's that word again, commitment, to get 1% better each day, and we agree that each day is not promised, then you must agree that 86,400 seconds we get is unmeasurable. Someone you know right now needs to hear this message, but to put closure on things that are in their past, the present to harness their future. It could be you at this moment. Heck, after reading that letter and sharing it with you, I looked in my mirror to ensure that I'm on the right path. Whomever that is, call them. Please, please don't be impersonal and send them a text message. This is the time in our lives when we must sign up for the change in our personal circles of the legacies that are forthcoming. Before you hang up the phone with them or as you listen again to process your areas of growth, Always be encouraged to know your why is greater than your situation, which is part of your process. To my wife, Tasha, to my mom, I love each of you very much and thank you again for your support. To my mother-in-law, Sarah Wilson, rest in peace. To our children and grandchildren, Poppy and Oma, I love you and we will see you soon. Lost. Many people have a negative connotation when they hear that word, but today... My hopes are that you embrace the importance to let obstacles start your transformation. Every time I read that letter from Ronnie, I realize it starts the decision to make that choice to change. Embracing that change truly begins and ends within to ensure we all 
embark on actions that remain concurrent with legacy changing actions with 2022 and beyond. Get ready for the season finale coming soon. God bless you and I will speak with you soon. Thank <laughs> you.